Episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network. Uh, right now, we got uh, Odie in the house. Good morning, Odie. Good morning. We got Miss Mercedes in the house. Good morning, Mercedes. What's up? And we got myself, Big Merce. So, uh, Odie, what you got for us today? Man, I actually didn't even think about this until we were pre-gaming right before the show. And I'm so glad that Mercedes uh, shared with us some uh, interesting <laughs> tidbit about her own life because it reminded me of the great week that Black Twitter has had. I mean, between yesterday being Juneteenth and this bit of tea that spilled from the New York Times uh, earlier this week, it was actually published on June 14th and updated on the 17th. Um, I mean, Black Twitter has had a great week. I mean, <laughs> I'm always entertained by all the threads there. Um, but uh, how can we all forget the story involving Amy Cooper and a black man uh, who was a birder? As a matter of fact, his name is Christian Cooper, no relation, obviously. Um, went to Central Park, was bird watching. A white woman by the name of Amy Cooper would not keep her dog on a leash. So, um, you know, he, he asked her nicely too, uh, but instead of complying, she actually proceeded to threatened to call the police on him and said that a black man was harassing her um basically insinuating she knows how black men feel about the police um so he better get the fuck on because he doesn't want to get you know killed um so she's really a trash person but in the new york times let us know how trash she really is um now what's really funny about this is i think this particular path uh, I mean, this particular paragraph uh, is where it's, the article starts getting juicy. Uh, the New York Times made sure to mention that uh, she's not American, that she's actually from Canada. Uh, they put in one little blurb about her being caring and sensitive, according to her friends. And we're going to talk about who those friends might be in a second. But uh, they also go on to say she has a more contentious side. Now, this article, this is a paragraph I was talking about where it starts getting juicy. Uh, it starts with her personal life once spilled into court a few years ago. According to a lawsuit she filed, she had become involved with a married man and had lent him $65,000. When he did not leave his wife for her, she filed the suit in Manhattan to get back the money before settling. So I don't know if um, maybe she loaned him the money in Manhattan. I mean, loaned him the money in Canada? Like, is that what, it, what they were getting at? Um, I know she was, like, in, in the financial sector. So the fact that this lady has $65,000 to lend in the first place is mind-blowing to me. Um, but I'm sure she was, she was probably assuming that sixty-five grand was going to make him leave his wife for her. Um, and I will say this. I mean, just looking at her, and, and let's just make one thing clear. I have a face for radio. Okay, I'm not exactly Denzel Washington, but just looking at Amy Cooper, she is not leave your wife for free money. Like there's got to be a cash component in there. Mm -hmm. and he, right. He just didn't fulfill the deal. 
So <laughs> here's the thing, if, uh, and this is also me being a jackass. If I lend you $65,000, I own your life until I get that money back. Look, I Which never loan out more money than I, <laughs> I'm not loaning out no money than I can't just afford to kiss goodbye. Basically. Period. Right. Just saying. Uh, hmm. So, I mean, some women, some women will buy men like that, you know? Yeah, and they uh, don't mind. Yeah, and then that, that, to me, that's just desperation. Like, yeah, you know, 65 grand for some for some community pain assignment because clearly he was sharing, uh, which I guess you ain't got to that part of the story yet. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so we find out that, uh, they also go on to say, too, like, she was one of those people that talked and baby talked to her dog that nobody in the building fucked with her um, because she she seemed entitled. And um, I would have loved to hear these interviews. Obviously, there was no need for it. But I really would have loved for people's opinion before all of this shit happened because, you know, it's really in- easy to interview somebody after something like this happens, like the whole Central Park incident, and then have them have like a biased opinion because now they know how much of an asshole she really behaved in that, you know, on that day. But I would have loved to know their perception of her beforehand. Um, if we could just go back in time a little bit. But uh, uh, basically, there was also information in the story that she started carrying on this affair with this, this married man. His name is Martin Priest. And Martin Priest was very, very busy. Uh, he definitely lied, like most married people do, and or married men, whatever, uh, and say that they aren't, that they're them and their wives are separated and like not together, not fucking with each other. They're just staying for the kids or whatever the fuck, um, and lying. Well, we know that Martin was absolutely still having sex with his wife, and how do we know this? Because she's pregnant. <laughs> she's pregnant he also has another woman that gets pregnant too so he has he has some project twins on the way and at this point she's pissed amy's pissed her sense of entitlement is like what the fuck um and she can't she can't deal um and in the strangest strangest turn of events um after all of this messiness Somehow, Amy attaches herself to uh, Martin's wife. And after the divorce, she becomes friends with her. They spend holidays together. And they cool for whatever reason. I think that is so fucking messy. I don't understand why. I don't understand, like, why the wife would do this. Um, how do you even approach that situation and be like, yeah, girl, I know I fucked your husband, but I'm really a nice person. You should get to know each other. I'm pretty sure she wanted to get to know her just to get closer to, to the dude. I, that's the only way I can see that happening. But he's out of the picture now, right? For yeah, he is out of the picture now, yeah. But I think that was like her way of keeping tabs on him because she knows that he has that permanent tie with, with his ex-wife because they have a child or at least children together, maybe. So... I'm sure she was smart enough to know that. That he's still going to be around, especially if they spend holidays together. But what the wife might do is probably like drop the kids off for 
the holidays and then they spend time together. I don't know how that shit works. It's all too weird for me. It is all too too weird for me. But it well, was really- the the unfortunate part about the whole situation. I, well, actually, I take that back. Hopefully, the wife got something good in that divorce. I don't oh, because sorry. he was. Yeah, I'm I'm actually happy for her. <laughs> Some of us got divorced and didn't get shit, so. She got some of that 65 grand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Who loans $65,000? Honey, I'm going to, I would have, I wonder if he had money, if he was like on the. I wonder too. Uh, I feel like, like, why else is she fuck? Like, usually people in similar circles fuck, fuck around together. Like, I don't, they roll with each other. Right. I got a feeling he had a little bit of money and if she was willing to give him 65 grand, but it seems like she was paying him for his services, so to speak. So if that's the case... He was spending that money on his side check, probably. 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 He had to do something to keep all three women happy. As long as as the wife had him, she was happy, I'm sure. The side chick got to keep her mouth shut. And this other side chick, the crazy Amy Cooper chick, so he was trying to please everybody everywhere. And that's a I'm just gonna say this. He must have had some good pain <laughs> to have all three women in control. I saw like a that. picture of Martin Priest. I highly doubt it. I highly yeah. doubt it. Was he ugly? Not a good looking white man. Well, Not at all. What I'm saying, you know how but they he, ugly dudes have the best. But he also <laughs> was looked like he go with Amy Cooper. So take that how you want it. Like they look like they go together, but hmm. They say mm. ugly men have the best, so. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It might be. I wouldn't want to find out either, but there was no way he was keeping all three of them women in line with just a couple promises. No There's way. No way. No no way. way. With a couple it, of promises and an IOU. <laughs> 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 There's no goddamn way. I'm sorry. If he was ugly, he had to have like you got to look past the face. Oh, his body isn't that great. Look past the chest. Oh, that's why he has a third leg. That's probably what it was. It couldn't have been anything else. Because but see, don't you have to like, don't you have to, like, don't you have to be attracted initially to even see the third leg? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not like people just walk out, like, walk around with their stuff well, out. Yeah. Maybe he just lied. <laughs> told a bunch of lies. I guess so. I guess so. $65,000 to be exact. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, honey. What's, you know ooh, what? It, Lord it's like it's like I said about dating. Like, it, would it be nice being in, in another relationship? Sure. But you know what? I don't miss the insanity. Like this is it. Like that whole thing with AB Cooper is insanity. But here's my thing. Long after the fact, I mean, that happened over Memorial Day, right? And now we're it's it's Father's Day. So you figure, why would they write a story like that? And it's simple. They found out that Amy Cooper was a liberal, and they were like, "Oh God, we gotta, we gotta cut our ties with this crazy lady." And so people just don't lump her in with all other liberals, because now questions have been coming up. Uh, yeah, we know that these conservatives can be racist, but can liberals be racist too? And the, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's racist everywhere. I mean, I'm not gonna say that, that the Democratic Party is a racist free. That'd be a ridiculous thing to say. But now that question is coming up more. So then at times it's like they're, they're yeah, trying to do their part to just cut ties because, you know, like she I said. She could easily be, though, like a, a former Republican liberal. You know what I mean? Like there's also, just like I became disenchanted 
with the Democratic Party and I became liberal or independent, uh, you can easily become disenchanted with the Republican Party, especially when they were doing all that uh, Tea Party shit. Right. You know, that's what the Republican Party is now. So maybe she's not a Tea Party Republican. So she just went liberal. But yeah. she's still the Republicans. We don't know what the fuck her voting history is. That is a fact. All we know is her support right now at the current yeah, moment. We just know that she, right now, she, she don't fuck with nobody. That's all it is. So, mm, whatever. That's just, that's just my theory, though, because I'm like, to me, that's like a throwaway story. Like, you're kicking somebody when they're down. So it's not like it's a, it was an ongoing thing. I mean, there's been so much stuff that's happened since then. So right. much stuff that's happened. I think what they were trying to do, that's, that's your theory. I think my personal theory was like more like maybe there is a changing of the tide where instead of like having just like a black man is killed and then we learn about all their bullshit you know everything every mistake they've made in life um and and the victim is put on trial even though by no means she's a victim but like every time something bad happens to a black man their whole character is put on trial after their death and after her social death and her the death of her career um i feel like we're like learning things about her that are not going to pick her in the best light because uh christian cooper was highlighted as well in the same new york times article and he was not uh he was not portrayed in the same light naturally so i i do feel like maybe they're just trying to do better about being less fucking biased when it comes to reporting on black men after their deaths that's or, all right or maybe the story was really about <clears throat> smearing christian cooper and then they were like wait her story is way more interesting no i'm kidding i'm <laughs> kidding <laughs> i'm just joking but seriously well thank, well thank you black twitter for making my my day with that because y'all y'all were going in on the fucking comments and the gifts they were hilarious so you know, it, it's always I, I feel bad for like just normal white women in this regard because they're or I mean but if they're not being portrayed as Karens, they're astronaut. I mean, you guys remember that old story about the astronaut, right? That was driving to I yeah. guess was cheating was a and, yeah, and yeah. She was driving nonstop shit to tell the adult diapers on. And I'm just like, uh yeah. That's pretty yeah. much the that's pretty much their stereotype <laughs> right now. Right. You know. That was some wild shit. Well, uh Twitter has also been uh, an interesting place to be. Uh because some some great music came out this week. So a couple of days ago we hear J. Cole release some new music uh called Snow on the Bluff. I think he's actually being sued. I don't have information as to why or who is suing him, but I know I, I saw something where it was like a a lawsuit involved with him using this phrase "snow on the bluff" for whatever reason. But the song I was listening and I kind of agreed with some parts of whatever, um, especially about just educating. So basically, apparently, he was talking about no name in the song, and she and he was saying something to the effect of like your tone is wrong like your delivery is wrong um 
and educating black people. It sounds, uh, it sounds demeaning. And he seemed to have taken some shit personally. I don't know if she said it directly to him or inferred it in the past, but he was just like, wow, like, I can't believe she's talking to me. Uh, it seems like very personal. But no name responded. I think her, her response came out yesterday. Uh, it's only like a minute long, uh, but I think it's called Song 33. Um, her response was very short to the point, succinct. Uh, but basically she was saying like, first of all, there's so much shit going on in the world and you think about little old me. Um, but she also went on to say like, all these black women and black people are missing. Um, these trans women are getting killed. You ain't said shit, but you're coming for me with your platform and your message. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, which I was like, wow, that's a lot to get in in just a minute, but she did it. In between that, Chance the Rapper tweeted some shit about, oh, J. Cole's diss track sounds like patriarchy dis- disguises concern. Like, basically, we're, we're grown men. You need to, like, you need to get over yourself. Like, we're grown. It, you shouldn't be offended just because she's delivering information. Like, fuck out of here. And then somebody else brought up a good point. They were like, well, Chance the Rapper is also the same nigga that didn't believe the uh, R. Kelly victims. So, fuck him. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Jay? I mean, just to, I mean, I don't mind him getting involved and giving his own opinion. That's fine. I mean, everybody does that. But I will say this. The fact he, he used the word patriarchy, and I know I'm going to lose some points for this. It's like when Jim Gaffigan... Uh, comedian, he was like, you know what? I love women very much, and I mean that in a very pandering way. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Got it. I can that, that, that. You know, I it, it's, it's, I mean, his message is fine, but it was just the fact that he used the whole patriarchy thing, and I'm like, okay, we get it. Yeah, this is this is the exact tweet from Chance, the response. It says, they both on peoples, but only one of them put out a whole song talking about how the other needs to reconsider their tone and attitude in order to save the world. It's not constructive and undermines all the work No Name has done. It's not, it's not BW Black women's job to spoon feed us. We grown. Now, I, I will say this. I don't know exactly what was said and what wasn't said, you know, for, for No Name. But I will say this, where I can kind of get with J. Cole on one thing. It's, and this is my own, from my own experience, that I can be very hyperbolic when I talk about certain things, especially politics. And I had somebody give me some pushback because I basically said that, I mean, this is during the primary. Because you talk about you voted for Joe Biden and now it's just like over Bernie Sanders. And I'm just like, dude, you're trying to sell these, you know, sell these, uh, these young kids' futures voting for Joe Biden because Joe Biden ain't got nothing for him. And he didn't like that. And he gave me pushback on that. And, and I admit, when you, tell, when you accuse somebody of selling out someone else's future, that's pretty strong wording when you, when you, have, when you sit back and think about it. So I don't know what was said and what he meant by her tone, because I've never heard of No Name until like... Well, like, the name of her song, this is the lyric. So, um, oh, and this is the, the, the tweet with the patriarchy reference. It says, yet another L for men masking patriarchy and gaslighting as constructive criticism. That was Chance the Rapper's tweet. But the, she has a song called Queen Tone. So when uh, J. Cole put that line in, in uh, Snow in the Bluff, that says, but shit, it's something about the queen tone that's bothering me. That was a reference to her. 
I'm not familiar with No Names Music, so I definitely didn't know this when I was listening to the song. Um, but I feel like there's valid points on both sides. Like, at the end of the day, if you want to receive information, then receive it. Why are you taking it so personally? Like, why, like, why are you taking it so personally? It says, just because you woke and I'm not, that shit ain't no reason to talk like you better than me. Now, granted, I do know, I kind of feel what Cole is saying, and now, because some people be like, oh, you see those uh, black, the black cement, that's, that's because they want you to step on black people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. too woke, you know what I mean? Like, it's very, some stuff is very stretched, um, right. and it's always a reach to get there, but, and I understand that kind of tone, but... Yeah. At the end of the day, if it ain't for you, then just mind your fucking business. I think, like, critiquing people, like, I just don't pay those people any mind. I don't critique yeah. them and tell them to think any different. Get you the know, fuck I, out of here. I, I, I will say this, you know, and it may play, I mean, and this is just a total theory, knowing only knowing about this, like, last night, not even yesterday, last night, okay? And, and, I, could, and I feel a little bit, a little bit about this, where... Like, for instance, Juneteenth, right? I've never celebrated Juneteenth. No one ever taught me about Juneteenth. I didn't know about it until a couple of years ago, as much right. as it's been, uh, I mean, it's been going on for like, what, like 155 years, and I just found out about it like, you know, a few years ago. So, Should have been at HBCU, ow. So there are two times. And, and, and one person on Twitter mentioned about the whole not knowing about Juneteenth until they got a black teacher. And then the black teacher mm-hmm. taught him about Juneteenth, you know? So it's... That's why me, having I mean, black teachers are so important, like... Yeah. I mean, oh. for me, I'm, I'm just some jackass on the radio, right? On, on a podcast. But you figure somebody like J. Cole has a platform. He has people that look up to him. And maybe he right. that he's not doing enough. And maybe that tone kind of cut him a little bit. Even though it wasn't meant for him personally, mm-hmm. it might have it just cut him a little bit. You know, and, and, and I've, I've been in those situations, you know, where where you feel like someone's talking about you, but they don't call you out by name. It, and, and I would much rather like an ice cube type diss than like in like the old L Cool J diss where you just had to kind of guess that he was talking about Cool Mo D. And in um, like ice cubes, no Vaseline, he was calling people by their government names. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I would much rather be like that. But um, I will say this, though. I, I kind of get it, but I, would, I probably would not have taken it so personally, you know? I agree. Especially the point uh-huh. we got to write a song about it. And then right. I, think, I, I think in the, in the, the article I read, I think he actually, um, like when she posted her response song, like he posted it on his website. I guess, I guess that's his way of saying, you know, like, I guess, like, calling a truce, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he definitely still told people to support her um, and that they should follow her and support her and all this stuff, so I guess. And I'm uh, glad, I mean, it, it was it was kind of a bad move, but I'm glad in the end that he took the high road because there are some people who just, like, like Machine Gun Kelly, he would just try and double and triple down on it. You yeah, know? I don't think we're going to hear any more songs from Jay Cole about her. I yeah. don't. All right, well, that's that's really all I got. All right. Mercedes, did you have anything today? No, um, not really. I was 
pretty much on the um, opposite end of the news. Well, I guess still news, but I was, um, you, you guys know I'm head first into like trading and stuff like that. Everything has been pretty much about the economy for me. And right now the economy is not in a good position. Um, we're still struggling. We still got damn near 40 million people out of work. The um, stock market is falling every day. People are getting out. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's pretty much the only news that I had. Like we're, we're, we're still struggling. I think there's a, um, I'm not going to say a lack of care or whatever. I don't know by our government, but I feel like there's no urgency in actually fixing because as we all know, the um, hero was the heroes act passed what, over a month ago or whatever. Of course, I mean, it hasn't gotten all the way down to, I guess, Trump passing and signing on it, but the point yeah, is the economy is still struggling. The economy is still struggling. They're not moving fast enough to get people taken care of. Unemployment is about to end in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. The only reason why unemployment is about to end is because Mitch McConnell and all these other people, they want you to go back to work. And they're saying, and then you have like ghouls like Larry Kudlow. You know, in uh, yes, I'm a nerd. I play Dungeons and Dragons. In Dungeons and Dragons, a ghoul is like an undead creature who actually digs up graves and eats uh, dead flesh. If I saw a picture of Larry Kudlow over and over a fresh open grave eating like eating somebody's arm, I'd be like, oh, hey, that's Larry Kudlow. Like, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. You know, that's how much of a ghoul he is. But he's basically saying that unemployment de-incentivizes, uh, I, I, just, I just butchered that word, but it keeps people um, from seeking work or going back to work because they're making more on unemployment with the bonus than they would be if they were working, which is a, which is a uh, basically okay, indictment on how low people get paid in the first place. Exactly. I remember somebody was, they were at, um, at Davos, which I love to call a rich people circle jerk, where they get together and tell them, you know, tell each other, hey, I'm a good person because I donate to charity, even though I cheat the government out of billions in taxes every year. But uh, there was this guy who was speaking at Davos and he said that, you know, he had it wrong because he figured the, the way to, for people to get ahead would be through education, you know, getting, you know, furthering your education. And he said, in the end, he said, you know what it was really all about? Pay people more. Pay people what they're worth in the workplace. And that would solve all the problems. You know, it well, goes down to the decline of the unions. And then now that we don't have strong unions, when we have a situation like this, it weighs very, very heavy on the workers. So when, they, so when this second wave of coronavirus comes, and it will come, it's not gonna, you're not going to see a lot of rich people being affected. It's just going to be workers who are going to be affected by this. Yeah, the ones who have been out here working this entire time and still haven't gotten paid for anything or any of the extra work or any of their putting their life on the line, really yeah. exposing themselves to any of this stuff. Now, um, I, I guess, I, I don't know. Let me, let me take a step back um, real quick. Um, you guys noticed, um, I don't know if you noticed or not, but over the past um, week or so, there was news about Target increasing their, um, I think I might have put it in our group chat, increasing yeah. their minimum wage during the epidemic now to $15 an hour. Now, I will say this, I mean to cut you off. I thought that it, when I, I saw that article when he posted it, I thought that it happened already when Jeff Bezos, Me too. Uh, when he, I, I did not know that. Was, I saw that and like, at first, I'm like, oh, is that an old article? I'm like, no, that's, that's mm -hmm. recent. I that did not know new. that they didn't get in on that. I thought they yeah. 
I picked that up on my um New York Times um uh app or whatever. Well, you know how like the New York Times app they'll have different they'll have their news too, but they'll have like different news outlets on the app within that and Apple uh whatever Apple news. But that's mm-hmm. where I got it from. So I knew it was brand new because I thought the same thing too. I was like, wasn't this mentioned once before? And I was like, why is this news now? And then I read the article. Oh, it's just now a thing. So um so yeah, that that the fact that they can do that during this time is actually pretty great. Um, they're probably going to get like a crazy, maybe skyrocket of applications. Maybe I would assume people who are tired of sitting on their asses after, you know, the, um, unemployment runs out, they'll go out there and work. I know there's like this, um, I guess assumption that people don't want to work like because of the Mm -hmm. amount of unemployment they've been getting, but that money is about to run out. Yes. They're going to have to get back out there and work. There is no choice. So even though the money has been given, the most frustrating part about the money being given, that much money being given to unemployment, you're talking about they're bringing in four grand a month. The people yeah. who were still out here working weren't making four grand a month. A lot of them were still making minimum wage. The, your, your fast food workers yeah. and things like that, they were still making regular money and they still haven't been taken care of yet. And I, that's, I, that's frustrating. Yeah, I figure mm-hmm. out this. If they're, you know, if, if they're smart and disciplined, they're probably getting on unemployment and using that extra money to either, you know, catch up on bills, maybe save it. So, you know, Lord knows what happens next. But I mean, this whole coronavirus response is a failure on both sides, on Democrats. Oh, yeah. Because you figure Canada's giving out, Canada's maybe what, like one-tenth our size in population, and they're giving yeah. out $2,000 a month. Um you know, to their people, right? During the whole pandemic thing. And we got one $1,200 check. And, and uh, ghouls at Larry Kudlow are like, listen, all you gotta do is just rely on your, <laughs> you know, on your millions of dollars in savings and then just spend $1 a day for 1,200 days. You're good until next year, you know? Right. Like, because these people don't understand what it is to have to work for a dollar. They don't understand what it, what it means to have to run for the bus every day what it means to, um, you know, they don't know what it is to work for a dollar. Or if they have, they haven't had to do it in decades. So they, they, they forgot what the struggle is all about. They don't really, and that's why we don't like people like that in the office. People who don't have a connection to the people they're supposed to be serving. Larry Cutler right. doesn't want squirts to piss about us. And then he's supposed to be handling the money. Who do you think that all, who do you think all that money's gonna go to? We're trying to find out where all those loans went and they won't tell us. You know, if I, I swear to God, if Kudlow and who, what's his name, Steve Mnuchin, another ghoul, if they were in the mafia, they'd be dead. Like if that type of money came up missing and you told your mob boss, mm, they'd find you in a, they either find you in a river with cement shoes or they'd find you in a dumpster dead. I almost wish the mafia ran the government because then at least there'd be a lot more quality control. People start messing up. They just start getting whacked, and then you know, maybe they'll put in somebody who could actually do the work. But it's a huge government failure. And then you know, I think a lot of people in general tie how good we're doing to the stock market. So the whole time the stock market was doing good during the pandemic, everybody was still doing bad. That had that part hadn't changed for Main Street. Wall Street was doing great. And now when they find out, oh, coronavirus is not going away, uh-oh, better start to sell. <laughs> and now it's, everything starts dropping. And people are like, oh, we were doing good until that happened. No, we were doing bad the whole time. Nothing changed. 
you know, but they're tricked into thinking that the stock market is just an indication of the economy as a whole. It is not. Because if you don't have stocks or, you know, if you're unlucky like me and your 401k is tied into the stock market, which I, I don't understand. I mean, 401ks were created as a supplement to a pension, not to replace mm -hmm. a pension for that, for this exact reason. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, we're only halfway through this bullshit year. Jesus Christ. We got six more months of this shit left. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, but that was pretty much it for me. I mean, <clears throat> you know, my, my outlook on the economy and the way things are and the financial aspect. Oh, one other thing. I posted the link because this was uh, more for Odie, but I was actually, you know, just, just looking into some stuff. But I found that link about um, Black people moving back to Ghana. Mm -hmm. and, um, and just reading and just, I don't know, just being a Black person in this country, I will be completely honest. I've never completely felt like this is home. I've never felt completely comfortable here. And the older I got and racism became more, you know, apparent and different things like that. It, it's like, they're kind of pushing me to the coast into the Atlantic ocean on over to another coast. It's just yeah. like, you know, yeah. So they're pushing me out. But um, that was another thing um, I was just, just thinking about and just from your, you guys viewpoint as African-Americans, there are almost 40 million of us here, if not more. I, I never truly believe that we're the minority in numbers, but we'll get back to that later. Um, do you think we could restart a life in another yeah. country and just 40 million people? If you're, if you're willing to, absolutely. I mean, because it wouldn't even be just one country. Like, Ghana ain't for everybody. Some people might want right. to go to Ghana. Some might want to. I feel like if, if, you're, if you just start with a different continent, if all of us just went to the other continent. Yeah. And figure Hell, it out. Just, just make a, yeah, just like figure out which country is the best fit. Fuck yeah, like, like we would cripple this place. And so I'm just like, I can't convince everybody to do it, but I try. I try. Like this. Hell, there's some people that want to move to Europe, like even though that's like racist light, you know what I mean? Like they, they ain't really, like it's still racist, but it's like not... America racist. I think everybody wants a different version of what the fuck they've been seeing. Well, it, it, I say that's racist. why you should go for the continent or any place where it's majority of uh, brown people, but yeah, that's I, my personal view. I wouldn't say that Europe is racist light. I would just say that their influence in the government is not as strong as it is here. Like They don't have like one and a half entire parties <laughs> full of racists that they do in Europe. And when they do, they're the, they're the minority. You know? So it's, I mean, I'll put it like this. Y'all can go, I'll stay and I'll let you know what's going on here because while I, I, I've never really been comfortable, this is my home, but I'm not married to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If things got bad enough, I might reconsider, maybe even a jump to Canada, you know? I, but I'm just like, look, part of me is like, well, you know, I'll, I'll try to see what I can to make things work. Another part of me is like, I'm not retiring in this shithole. And it basically, when I say make things work is, can I hit the lottery? If I can hit the lottery, then yeah, I can survive here. If I don't hit the lottery, yeah, I got to pack up my stakes and get the fuck out of here because I, I see how old people are treated in this country. Put it like this. There's, a, there's been a huge shift in, uh, in the poll numbers for Trump. And this is just according to one poll, to Quinnipiac, who is basically more conservative. 
they actually have Trump underwater with voters 65 and over, right? It's pretty much primarily based on how Trump handled coronavirus. Because who the coronavirus hit the most? People 65 and over. And, they, and that's when they finally saw that Trump didn't care. But I mean, Trump crushed it with old folks in, um, you know, in 2016. The 65 and over, he, he had that locked. And now they're just like, oh, he doesn't really care about us. Because, you know, it's, it's the old adage, it's only important if it happens to me. If it happens yeah, to I don't you, care. I don't care about anybody else. Yeah, you should have done X, Y, and Z. <laughs> you know, you should have did this when you were in eighth grade. And now maybe you wouldn't be dead now. That's, that's the way they think. But until it happens to them. And then they're like, oh, shit. You know, not, and, then, and, then they do, and then they do the same thing. We got to stick together. <laughs> no, we don't. Not at all. But um, it's because they just found out the hard way by, you know, by dying and stuff like that, that Trump didn't really care about them at all. And now they're going for Biden, who doesn't really care about them either, but at least he's not so transparent about it. So... Oh yeah, it's. I'm over this guy, but yeah, I, I uh, actually just talked to my dad yesterday. We were on WhatsApp, and he sent me a video of a construction site that he was visiting. He told me they're building some nice apartments. Gonna be gated, uh, two bedroom, thirty two grand. One and it has a patio. One bedroom is gonna be like twenty two grand. To buy or to rent? Buy. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's nice. So I, I okay. sent my sister a text yesterday. I said, "You want to go have these?" Like, wait, is that twenty-two grand U.S.? U.S. Holy shit! Even I could afford that. Right. Same. <laughs> exactly. I'm saying, if you want it, there. It's, it's in a crowd. It's not in Osu, which is like the heart of everything that's going on. But uh, it's it's not far from like. Uh, my uncle's main home, the home that he actually lives in. Oh. So, yeah, it's uh, good shit. Yeah. I was like, sign me the fuck up. It'll be ready by December. So I'll be continuing to work on cleaning up my credit throughout this time. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely plan to scare up, even if my sister does not want to go half on it. Um, yeah, I'll I'll scare up the whole thirty grand. You only need like twenty five hundred for a deposit. Really? Yep. Even I could afford that. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know people. Okay. Know people. Pass that information along. <laughs> well, maybe Canada might be my second choice after all to get out of this shithole country that I that I was born in. Okay. <laughs> you know, you guys like, remember when in Detroit they had like the one dollar houses? They were shit rick houses yeah but uh yeah i wish i would have got in man i really do if <laughs> one dollar houses i woke up there with a hundred dollars houses for everybody <laughs> sure there's no roof but it's a house <laughs> uh you know it, it's kind of like what they talked about in uh boys in the hood a little bit you know about how they basically and, and I was going to do, because, you know, tomorrow's Father's Day, and I was trying to put together, I, 
I forgot that this Sunday was Father's Day. I don't know why I thought it was next Sunday because that's basically closer to the 4th of July. And it wasn't until, you know, I do customer service and one of my customers were like, oh yeah, and then if you're a dad, happy Father's Day. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, that's this Sunday? I really got to stick right. a reading card game because those cards should have went out last week. Ain't nobody getting no cards now. But, um... Yeah, the e-card, that's about it. Yeah, the people who I'm sending the cards to, they don't do... Computer. That's why. I, that's why I still send them cards. <laughs> they don't do computers like that. But um, it, it was just like, yeah. And I was gonna put Furious Styles as an honorable mention on best like TV and movie dads, like my favorites, not like the best. But when he was getting everybody together and he was talking about um, when how they get, yeah, in the neighborhood, know, yeah, about how they devalue the neighborhood so they could just buy it up for cheap you know, and then gentrify and kick everybody out. I mean, that's what's happening in, 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 in New York now, you know, the whole gentrification thing in Brooklyn and Queens, is, which is one of the reasons why they didn't want Amazon out there. Is because they were, it's not like they were gonna hire people from the city. They already had people from the other offices looking for uh, houses and apartments in Queens and Manhattan, and oh, well, in Queens and Brooklyn, you know? The rent's already too high out there, you know? All the mice are hunchbacks. They can't get around in the, in the house, and then and then you got to pay like thirty five hundred dollars for a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, okay, that's that's not a that should not be a thing, you know. But um, <clears throat> I had a friend of mine who lives in Chicago. He ended up buying a house because it was eventually cheaper than getting a uh, than keeping an apartment out there, and then having to, you know, play uh, the you know the, the the monkey hustle every couple of years of trying to find a new place because they price you out. Mm. You know, there's no rent control in most places, especially not in North Carolina. So, but um, yeah, man. I mean, if it that maybe had to be something I may look into. Look, put it like this: even in ten years, if they double that and say forty thousand. That's still great. What's a townhouse cost? Like $110,000, $120,000? At least. So even if they double the prices in the next 10 years, that's still a steal. You know, mm -hmm. going to worry about, psh, man, listen, fuck this shithole country. I'm out. I changed my mind. <laughs> and you know, the whole thing about whether a country's a shithole or not is basically, to me, my, this is strictly my opinion, how its government treats its people. So, so even if you don't, my dad told me he don't mind. We were having a conversation. I said, um, um, I said he was saying it was hot. I said, oh, he was like, yeah, I'm about to put the AC on. I said, do you have? Um, then I asked him about like if he had like an oscillating fan, like you know, the kind of stand up. He was like, no, but he was like, I don't mind cranking the air now because everybody has free electricity until uh, July one hmm. because of the pandemic. Everybody should wow. agree. <clears throat> but okay, it's a shithole country. Okay. Like so, I said, it, it's just a matter of how the government treats its people. I mean, we're treated like we're treated like shit. And then they then they make you, you know, if you don't stand at attention for the flag, you're a traitor. You know what? Call me a traitor then. Because uh <laughs> call me Benedict Arnold. Cause I'm not staying. I mean, I'll put it like this. If I, if I went to a, a game with, with some friends of mine and they had, um, you know, they, I, I'd stand in, I wouldn't mean it, 
but I would do it just to not cause them any trouble. But any other time, I'm like, look, my knees hurt, man. I ain't standing. Putting my hand on the heart for this shithole country. You can go fuck yourself. Like, that would be my attitude about it, you know? Because, I mean, and it's not just about how the government's treated me. It's how they treat everybody. Yeah. If you're not rich, you can go fuck yourself. That's pretty much how it is. Until it's election day. And then they're like, hey, how have you been these last four years? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You know what? I'm over here researching Canadian real estate. I never really just thought about it. I thought about moving to Canada myself once, but uh, this shit is cheap. Jesus Christ, thanks, Odie. I'm just saying, you know, just that you mm-hmm. might want to look into that type of thing. Like, this shit is crazy. Houses that we would normally pay for, even in South Carolina, you know, down here in the well, Carolina, Southeast, cost of living is pretty cheap, but this shit is stupid cheap. Wow, I think I, I, think I found where I'm going to retire, <laughs> if nothing else. I mean, this, uh, at least close to your family, it's not that bad. You know, okay. that's a plane right away. My only thing is, I just don't want to be nowhere they speak French. Like, I don't want to be in one of the French-speaking provinces. Like, do they speak? Do they speak French in Alberta? Because I don't. I don't want to learn. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty French. sure you do. I've tried to learn French. Jesus Christ, it was so hard. But yeah, 19 grand is definitely very inexpensive. But yeah, I, I, I tried to take French in. Oh, you know what? I, I, I take it back. I keep forgetting some of it was founded by the British too, right? Not just the French. Right, right. Oh, so okay. it's not all the provinces, but I don't know which ones. So. I'm just like, as long as it's an English speaking one, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> all right. What else you got, Merce? All right. Uh, just some quick clips about my favorite people in the entire universe the police. They were a great band, and they, they fused reggae with, um, with rock music, and they had, well, not, okay, not that police, I'm sorry. Although they are a good <laughs> band, you should check them out. Really just talking about uh, the cops and, you know, all, all the little stories, and then one big story, and I keep, I have to keep, I have to stop saying landed on my desk like I work for a newspaper. And we're about to go to print my Russell's in. Here's a new story, Chief. And they just throw it on my desk. No, it's not that. It basically just means it popped up on my phone and I read it. <laughs> like I said, I can be hyperbolic sometimes. Uh, the show cops, you know, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? Mm-hmm. That show got canceled after 33 years. And it was basically in, uh, basically because of the whole George Floyd thing, you know. And I don't, I mean, I, out of the 33 years it's been on TV, I've maybe, I maybe I've watched maybe like two entire episodes in my entire life. You know, it, it, I'm not going to, I didn't even know it was still on the air, to tell you the honest truth. My truth. mother, my, I, the only reason I do is because my mother enjoys cops for whatever reason. Yeah. That's her shit. But uh, Paramount canceled it. And, you know, one of the things that they mentioned in one of the podcasts I was listening to was that a lot of times, because these people who they, uh, you know, uh, if you're on TV like that, in a show like that, you're supposed to sign a release. A lot of times they don't even get the release because the people who they capture were either high on drugs or in, in some other bad way. So they never, got, they never got releases signed. 33 years that's been happening. Go figure. But they usually, I mean, it's not like they're going to pull over some Worthington J. Monocle, the third character, you know some rich guy in a, in a, in a, in a Benz, 
you know, for a DUI, they you they normally just pick on the poorest communities. Poor people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is why no one's gonna be no one's gonna no no one's gonna miss it. And then yeah. I, I I saw an article about Lego. You know the 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 foot busting toys <laughs> that kids seem to love. My uh my friends, their kids love Lego. You know they build all types of stuff with Lego. It's fun. I had Legos when I was a kid. Uh, Lego stopped advertising its uh, its police playsets and its White House playsets. Right? Mm. They still now they still sell them. They still sell them. They just stopped advertising them. And and they did say yes, it was in uh, accordance to the whole George Floyd thing. Right? Because cops are not popular right now. Cops are very cops are very toxic right now. You know. And, and it's a good marketing move. Kind of sucks for the cops, but you know the cops brought that on themselves. You know, mm-hmm. acting like acting like the worst of us whenever they can. And then you want to sell a toy about a cop? Get the fuck out of here! I, w- I would have done the same thing. What kills me is all the ones quitting because because they're not being held accountable. Like uh, when the arrest of Rashad Brooks Keller came up. Like all these officers were, were stepping down and quitting their jobs. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Like <laughs> that part, that part is mind blowing to me. If they're like, stepping wow. down for that, they didn't really want to be cops in the first place for the right reasons. You know, they should be. If if they wanted to have real change and be respected, then they should accept those changes that come with it. Uh, when when a lot of bad things happen, not when one bad thing happens, when a lot of bad things. No, nah, they stay. They're staying. Day. They're staying for their. Uh, they're doing what they told, what they tell black people to do, which is like, you hate it so much here, leave. <laughs> <laughs> At least they trust me. I'm trying to get back to Africa. Give me some time, but trust me, I'm trying to. Get Matter of fact, if y'all want to pay for my voyage back over there, yep, I go. Hell, just a year, just a year supply worth of shit. I feel like that everybody's reparations should be something like that. That should be the only reparations. If you if you would like to leave, if you want to go back to Africa, that should be your reparations and become a citizen. Now, granted, I want to maintain dual citizenship so I can come back whenever the fuck I feel like it because I still built this place. But hell, can you do that? Can you have dual citizenship? Mm-hmm. I have dual citizenship. I'm a citizen of Ghana, also. Now I don't know if if and, and how she pulled this off, but my grandmother, she she's from Jamaica, and then one of her daughters lives in uh, lives in Toronto, so she had citizenship in Jamaica, so she can go home back and forth, and she also had citizenship in Canada, so yeah. she can go back and visit her daughter. And I'm like, I'm like, does she have triple citizenship? Because she still she still lives in, you know, she used to live up the street from us. And I'm like, you still, I'm like, okay, I need to look into that. So basically she was a citizen of like three different countries. So, you know, it, it was, uh, I always found it to be fascinating because it yeah, was it's probably like, pretty rare, but it's doable. I mean, it's, you triple, know. It, triple citizenship is pretty rare to my knowledge. Yeah. But dual citizenship, absolutely. Like, yeah, you can. You don't have to renounce citizenship of one place uh, to become a citizen of the next. Yeah. 
But I mean, oh, and, and the one thing that I found was funny, just a quick quip on this, like uh, conservatives trying to create outrage out of nothing. Supposedly now they're saying that there's this, all this outrage over uh, a children's show called Paw Patrol. So it's basically like these puppies and their police and something like that. No one's yeah, I've heard of that show. No one's going after Paw Patrol. Nobody. But Fox News had a field day with it. And they're like, oh, now they're going to be coming after Paw Patrol. No, they're not going to do that. It's a children's show. Okay, you know? what's wrong with the show? Because my niece watches it, and I definitely turn it on for her. Just because Maybe they I don't, missed no, that. No, no, that, that's, a, that's a thing. That's There's the nothing thing. wrong like, with it. There's nothing wrong with it, but they're trying to say, like, you know, these liberals, they, they, they're they going to take away your Paw Patrol nets because yeah. it's because the animals are police, portrayed as policemen. No, bitch, nobody said that. Nobody and Jimmy said. Kimmel did a, a supercut of it, of all the Fox News people in a row talking about Paw Patrol. You know, how, how the liberals are going to come and take away their Paw Patrol. No one's coming after Paw Patrol. You know. Now, we'll say this. this. This next one, Kind of, and, and I, I felt bad for the cops, but then the cops did what cops normally do, which is the wrong thing. So there were a couple of cops in uh, Manhattan, right? They went to a Shake Shack and uh, they actually ended up getting poisoned by the shakes, right? And um, their, their police union basically just put it out there in the press that they were intentionally poisoned by the employees before they even did an investigation on it. First thing they said is, you know, they're targeting cops. It's a shame that cops can't even, you know, have a meal without people targeting them. And then they did the investigation. And the investigation found no uh, purposeful wrongdoing. Basically, when they were cleaning the, and I will say this about like uh, fountain drinks. I don't like fountain drinks. First of all, they don't taste good at all. They're almost always watered down or off tasting or something like that. And then on top of it, those machines are just filled with bacteria because they're kind of hard to clean, you know? So what happened was when they were cleaning the shake machine, some of the, uh, the disinfectant from the shake machine got into some place it wasn't supposed to. And then when they got their shakes, it ended up in the shakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's what happened. So in other words, it was not intentional at all. It just happened to be it was a couple of cops. And luckily, they were okay. You know, they, they went to the hospital. They were fine. You know, so That's luckily. That's their conscience talking to them, though. Yeah. Their conscience, their conscience was talking to them. So, because I would never, for me personally, if I got food poisoning at Shake Shack, the first thing going through my mind is, oh, shit, this bitch tried to poison me <laughs> because of my occupation or because of the color of my skin, like, I, that's not where my mind would go. I would automatically be like, oh, shit, I got food poisoning. Let me go to the doctor. That would, that would be it. Right. Exactly. But, you know, but you know how it is. They, they, the cops are just out there just playing the victims, you know, even after they certain ones murder people, you know, and all of them are playing the victim. I will say my favorite thing, though, Okay, and it, it shouldn't be because I, I felt a little bit bad for her. The the Karen cop, the one who had the breakdown at McDonald's because she didn't get her. Because <laughs> what happened? Sorry. I missed that story too. So so basically, um, there was a cop. She was in a park. She did her, you know, she was doing her video in the parking lot of McDonald's, and she ordered a she pre-ordered a egg McMuffin meal, and. Um, 
she had to wait for it. So she had to go park. So they didn't have it ready. And when they came out, all they brought her was the coffee. They didn't bring her the rest of the meal. And basically she took it a little bit personal, but she figured, you know, she, I guess she figured because she was a cop. And then she said that, you know, she was like, you know what, don't worry about the rest of it because now she's nervous because she thinks they're doing something to her meal, you know? And then she basically just broke down, you know, and saying, you know, how stressful it is now. She's been a cop for 15 years and now, you know, they felt like they're out together. And she was like, if you see a cop, just tell us thank you. I'm like, well, see, I, I didn't understand why she was so frustrated. McDonald's is fucked up anyway. They never get your order right. I would automatically assume that you son of a bitch has left my shit on the counter and you need to go back in there and get it. I, I'll put it like this, sidetracking for a second. When I used to live in, the, in Long Island, I was with some friends of mine and they're like, you want to go to McDonald's? I'm like, yeah, well, I'll take a ride with you because there was a McDonald's up the street. And then I see him make the right instead of the left. I'm like, where are you going? I'm like, we going to the other McDonald's, the one like on the other side of town. And I'm like, why are we going to that McDonald's? He was like, trust me on this. We go to McDonald's. We go to that McDonald's. He, um, he tells them the order. And I hear him give the orders, you know, give our orders. They botch up the orders, right? And then he goes into the store and raises hell. And they gave him a whole bunch of free coupons for free food. And I was like, did you know they were going to do that? He's like, well, they always do that. They always throw <laughs> orders. They're just a terrible McDonald's. And if you get in their faces, they'll just give you a whole, they'll just give you a handful of just, Coupons for free food. Nice. Wow. It's so for him, it was worth the extra drive on the 50-50 chance that they would screw up his food. <laughs> but it, it, to me, it wasn't about the McDonald's per se. It was about um, her feeling persecuted as a cop. Yeah. Because yeah, cops, exactly. cops aren't. So everything, every little thing that happens, that happens to, and that can happen to anybody. I'll put it like this. I, where I live, there's another building with my same number, maybe a half a block away on a little side street, right? When I order DoorDash, I have a system. If you make it to my apartment and my food is still hot, I'm going to give you five stars. If you make it to my apartment, but you leave my food outside and don't knock on the door to let me know it's out there, I'm not going to rate you at all. But if you go to that other apartment and you know, that whole rigmarole because you didn't, because you couldn't read a street sign, I give you one star. Now, the one star is bad because the, one of the guys told me, like, if you get five stars, they, uh, if you get enough five-star ratings, they give you money and they give you extra money in your check. They do. So that one star thing is bad, but I'm just like, you know, I wouldn't take it as, oh, they didn't bring me my food because I'm black. I wouldn't no. take it like that. <laughs> I would have taken it as, oh, this driver is just a fucking shitbird and can't read street signs and just has his face plastered to his GPS all day. That's how I take it. With her, it wasn't about the McDonald's. It was basically about feeling persecuted as a cop because cops are toxic right now. And being a cop is hard right now. And I, I, But here's my thing. It's only hard for the good cops. It's only hard for the cops that try. It's not hard for the bad oh, cops because they're doing... They're doing what they're designed to do. There was a thread that I read uh, where uh, this guy was talking about how hard it was to be, not to be a bad apple, basically. And um, he said that he was alienated because 
some like I, I can't remember what happened. Like it, there was some incident at work. And the bottom line is he wasn't backing up whatever bullshit story the person who uh who was the perpetrator. Yes. Uh, the cop, the other cop, the bad cop, was trying to pull, like he was trying to push. And he went up the chain and reported it the way he was supposed to, and, and he got alienated and reassigned and investigated and like shunned. So it really is hard to be a good cop because there's so many motherfucking bad apples. Like it's it's a culture, it's gang culture. It's gang yeah. culture. Yeah, it really is, and that's like, and that actually is a good segue into um something that I take that back. I guess I did have something today. So, mm-hmm. did you guys see where they reopened the case about the black officer? Her name was Carol Horn. She was terminated back yep. in two thousand eight. She was part of the Buffalo Police Department, and they reopened her case. Well, reopened her firing um, when she tried to stop this guy named Gregory. He was another police officer. I guess I'm not sure if he was her partner or not, but she stopped him from using um, forceful <laughs> choking on a black guy. And they, they terminated her. Now they reopened her case. They had took her pension. She had been on the police force for 19 years. Right. And because she did her job the right way, she was the one that lost her job. So that goes to show you how good police officers are treated, no matter their skin color. You got some good white ones up there. You got some good Hispanic yeah, this, ones. You got some good Asian ones. Yeah, he was white. His name was, well, it was a weird, Kwiatkowski. Definitely white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, white and Polish. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, they right or yeah, you're right about that. But so yeah, um yeah, so I hope she gets her pension back because they said she had a lot of money in her pension that they took from her. Like, if I'm correct, I can't remember I, the number. I saw it was around about three hundred thousand, somewhere around there. That's a lot of money, a good amount of money to retire on. And they, at that point, she wasn't even. I think what she was like a year from retirement, 20 year mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They took all her money. So I hope she gets her money and I hope they settle well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I will say this one thing before, I, th- I think we're almost out of time. So one last thing before we wrap up and this landed on my desk this morning. Ha, see what I did there. Um, <laughs> uh, Philadelphia, this is from a, a CBS news affiliate in Philadelphia. Okay, bear with me on the reading here. Under unprecedented circumstances, virtual hearings, and a marathon session that went well into the night Wednesday, Philadelphia City Council gave a preliminary approval for a fiscal year 2021 budget. The council was tasked with tackling a $749 million budget deficit spawned by the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The preliminary budget deal cuts $33 million from the Philadelphia Police Department's budget and adds plans to implement police reform measures like more body cameras and implicit bias training for officers. The drastic cuts come in the midst of ongoing demonstrations throughout the city demanding police reform and calls to defund police. And I'm gonna skip ahead here because we're almost out of time. Other budget proposals include a $5.8 million reduction to the fire department's budget, an increase in the parking tax, as well as an increase to the, um, the non-resident wage and net profit tax. It says, now here's, here's the key part. Among many cuts to the city services, the budget restores, restores 1.3 million to arts and culture funding, invests 20 million in affordable housing, and 25 million in reducing poverty. Okay, mm. so in other words, they're 
usually it goes the other way. When there is a budget shortfall, those are the things that would be cut and then the police budget would go up. And now they yep. put it in reverse. They're cutting the, the bloated police budget and now they're putting it into things that could help people have less interactions with the police. You ever watch mm -hmm. a movie called Falling Down with Michael Douglas? No. But I like uh, Yeah, Douglas I have. So it's probably good. Michael yeah. Douglas was some civil servant and who goes crazy and goes on a on a shooting spree. But anyway, yeah. um that, was a down, part, that sounds good as hell. But I okay. actually I actually like that movie. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good. I like Michael Douglas too. Damn, I've never heard of that. But okay, yeah. all right. If you've movies. seen it, you've probably you've probably seen it and probably just don't remember it. It came out like twenty years ago, I think. Not but sure. um, but there's ahead. a part where Michael Douglas, you know, he confronts a a worker, right? Guy working on the street, and he asks the guy, "What's wrong with the street?" And he was like, "Yeah, well, there's something wrong with the street because they're fixing." I'm like, "No, the street was perfectly fine last week. So what's wrong with the street? Why are you cutting up the street?" And you know, the guy gave him some BS answer, and he's like, I know how it works. He says, you guys just make up work to do to justify mm -hmm. your bloated budget so that you can get the same money next year, right? And then, of course, uh, he flashed his gun, and the dude was like, okay, you're right. There's nothing wrong with the street. <laughs> but, it, but, you know, I think Philly's doing it the right way, you know? It's not about cutting cutting it as a punishment to the cops. It's the fact that these cops have way too much money and way too much power and we got to cut some of that out and give it to the places that actually need it. I, I, I shared a meme this morning. We have a cop complaining. He was like, well, how can we do our, how can we do our jobs if we cut our budget? And then underneath there was like a teacher with a look on yep. her face like, like word. Ask me, ask me. <laughs> like word, son, you worried about slash, oh, like, oh my God, you have to, make things do with a slash budget. I wonder what that's like. Couldn't possibly imagine what that could be like. Mm -hmm. But that's all I had. They're probably going to have to, you know, they're going to have to start doing, even though it's the article you shared was from 2018, the cops in, uh, what city was that? Was it Chicago or Baltimore? I, I guess they're going to have to like find their, their, uh, their fake guns, their prop guns, and buy them out of pocket instead of using department money for it. That's probably that. That's probably the main thing that's going to change. <laughs> it should just be like uh, that, that movie, The Other Guys. I think it's still on Netflix. It, it's a comedy, so you know, a little over top. But there's a part where um, Will Ferrell, where and he messes Mark up, Wahlberg. and Mark Wahlberg, where he messes up with his gun, and then the dude, uh, Michael Michael Keaton, was his. Um, the guy who was training him? No, he well, he was his captain, and they gave him a, they gave him a wooden gun. <laughs> like like until you learn how to handle a gun. Here, you can have you could have this. They gave him a wooden gun. <laughs> real real quick trivia before we wrap up. I might I might have even said this here because I, I just happened to mention Michael Douglas and Michael Keaton in the same the same paragraph here. Michael Keaton, his real name is Michael Douglas. He changed it. I did know that. I did know that. I've read that fact like a randomly one time. But yeah, like one time ever. Yeah. But yeah, he, I definitely forgot till just now. Yeah, he changed his name to Keaton because at the time when he was getting the Screen Actors Guild, there were already two Michael Douglases. <laughs> the one we know, and I guess there's one we don't know. But then he was just like, all right, he changed it to Keaton. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's fine either way. 
<laughs> I think I think it was better though. Like Keaton, that's actually a good pick too for a last name. It sounds like it sounds real. It sounds like it goes. But also too, like considering you know who Michael Douglas's father um, is uh, or was, I guess uh, it just it made sense. Like for him being in a dynasty family, he should not be the one to change his name. <laughs> right. And I, I don't think he minded so much. I, I think I saw it. He was on. A, he was on a talk show talking about it, either yeah. on Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. He was talking about it. And I was like, "Wow, okay." Yeah, because okay. Kirk Douglas passed away recently, right? I think he was like, like yeah, I think he was like I think hundred. He, I think. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> he did pass away, <clears throat> but he definitely crossed the hundred. He was either hundred or hundred and one. Yeah. But yeah, that, is that all we got? That's all we got. Yes, everything. So, so uh, final, final rounds, Mercedes. Um, really, just stay safe out here. Stay black as possible, no matter what society makes you feel like in your skin. And uh, that's it for me. Stay oh, and I guess happy home. late Juneteenth. <laughs> I guess it's still yeah. Juneteenth weekend. So hey, we turning up for the rest of the month. Why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, ha- uh, happy Juneteenth to all of those that celebrated. Um, stay your ass at home. I didn't participate in any festivities, although we did cook out yesterday. Um, food was pretty good too. Uh, so that's, <sighs> there is no second wave just because like the first wave ain't dead. So please stay home if you can, you know, like limit your, your shit and wear your mask if you're out in public i don't care what your governor mayor president had to say about this like you absolutely should wear a mask if you care about your life wear a mask unless you happen to be going to the rally in tulsa today then y'all should not wear masks yeah if you go to that <laughs> rally in tulsa today and you wear a mask you know what you are you're a goddamn soy eating beta male so you better yeah, not be up in and then you know what you should do? If you're, if you're coughing and have fever symptoms, run up on stage and just hug Donald Trump, give him a big, wet, sloppy kiss right on his orange cheek. That's what you should do. Because if you don't do that, you're a beta male. I said it. <laughs> yeah, you should do as your, your leader says. He said he wasn't going to wear a mask. You guys shouldn't either. And, and, and hug each other and lick your fingertips. Fellowship. Don't touch it. Literally fellowship, you know? You know what? I, I, I will say this. There's this there's this seventy year old Uncle Ruckus dude named Jesse Lee Peterson, and he is he is just human trash. But he I, I don't know, he didn't make it up, but he made that whole term beta male. He made it hilarious. That's his only contribution to the world is making beta male uh, you know, a thing, at least for a little while. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only it's the only funny thing. I mean, everything else he says is, is pure garbage. But when he starts calling people beta males, I, I do kind of chuckle. It is kind of funny. Mm. <laughs> so, all right. Well, if you haven't already, you can catch our podcast anywhere we can get podcasts, except for iHeartRadio. We're still working on that. And then, uh, Odie, uh, what's going on with O's Odyssey? O's Odyssey, Travel Tuesday, new episode comes out 11 o'clock. Uh, lately, we've been focusing on a series where you can have alternative places to live so the past two weeks have been have uh, actually three weeks have focused on ghana oman and gambia so 
you guys should check it out. We're, we're still releasing content. All right. And on that, you guys have a great day. And to all the dads out there, have a very happy, very happy Father's Day. And if you're on the if you're on the East Coast and it's still a Carvel, get yourself a fudgy the whale. For Father's wow. Day. Okay. All right. Thanks for the tip. All righty. Bye, guys.